escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Fatal consequences. Also this afternoon, Professor of Finance says that $600 million approved by the IMF as part of his bailout package for Ghana will not have any positive impact on the ordinary Ghanaian. We'll hear his reasons. Is this manifesting in improved standards of living for the ordinary Ghanaian? Again, the answer is no. Plus, leading telecommunications company MTN reveals simply linking Ghana card and SIM card will not prevent fraud as they call for more collaboration among mobile money platforms to effectively combat cyber fraud. The SIM registration, from my perspective, from my understanding, helps with the detection investigation and arrest. It doesn't prevent. Let's settle for the details. The Ghana Armed Forces has warned its soldiers in Boko will not hesitate to defend themselves if attacked by factions in the conflict there. In a statement, they notes that engaging the military in direct armed confrontation could have fatal consequences. The warning follows accusations by MP for the area, Mahama Yariga, that soldiers from 11 mechanized battalion deployed to maintain peace in the area had picked up three civilians and executed them without provocation. The soldiers haven't come out with a statement telling us exactly what these three young men were doing. Yeah, yes, but you are the you are the MP, so you would have found out as you have always done, and even gone ahead to take you know action in in uh, legal action against them. It's 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 unthinkable that the military will attack, shoot, and kill without any provocation. Exactly, that is why I am condemning them because they should produce the provocation. What was the provocation? I am saying on authority, and there are eyewitnesses. The assemblyman for the area is alive. He came out, he pleaded with the soldiers to release the boys. They refused. So there are witnesses. So obviously, the military is the one to produce provocation. What provoked you to the point where, after you had apprehended them, if they were even running away and then you fired, you could have concocted a story. But you arrested them. They were fighting with you. So on what basis did you decide to shoot them? So that is really something that the military owes as an obligation to explain. But in a statement, the Ghana Armed Forces denied killing civilians, but explains that it responded to an attack from armed men, which resulted in the death of three persons. Joining me now is Joy News' editor, Fred Smith, a member of our security desk as well. Fred, let's start with the military's overview of the renewed violence in the area. Well, Aisha, the statement is issued by Director General in Charge of Public Relations at the Ghana Armed Forces, Brigadier General Imano Agrikwashi. And he starts by saying that they've received reports from the 11 mechanized battalion deployed in Boku, uh, which is indicating that factions to the conflict appear to have resumed escalation of violence with fatal consequences. The current streak of violence, it says, began on Friday, the 12th of January 2024, at about 14.55 hours, that's around 3 p.m., with the murder of one Issa Halidu, a 40-year-old Mamprusi. The deceased, the statement says, reportedly attempted wrestling for cattle at Avengo, a Kusasi-dominated settlement, but was pursued by unidentified gunmen and shot in the head and back. 
troops dispatched to the scene retrieved two 7.62 by 39 millimeter live rounds from the deceased's pocket. It continues by saying that on the night of Friday, the 12th of January, and the early hours of Saturday, the 13th of January 2024, sporadic gunshots were heard at New Station, Daduri, and Maziama. And on Wednesday, the 17th of January 2024, at about 13.20 hours, unknown gunmen attacked members of the public behind Boku Divisional Police Station, killing two victims and injuring four others. And it says that the deceased victims were of the Mampusi and Moshi tribe, while the other victims with various degrees of injuries were of Bisa, Basunga and Grushi descent. On the same day, at about 20 hours, the GMT, unknown assailants murdered one Azuma Al-Hassan, a 47-year-old Kusasi professor at Sakubisi, Bogatanga, and this spawned sporadic gunshots at Boku later that night. They, they also reserved space to respond to Mahama Yerge's allegations that the three men who were killed were civilians who were arrested and executed by the military. How do they respond to that? Well, it says that on the on Thursday, the 18th of January, at about 4.30 hours, unknown gunmen hiding in the valley fired at their troops positioned at Avengo. In another development at about 5.30 the same day, a Ghana police patrol team spotted two locals attempting to light up a rocket, a rocket propelled a propelled grenade, uh, in other words, a bomb at a gold filling station in Boku. The suspects fled upon sighting the patrol team uh, leaving behind the bomb. A Ghana police retrieved the unexploded ordnance, uh, the bombs, and handed over uh, for safe custody at the 11 Mechanized Battalion magazine at Bazua. And it advises that uh, at about 20 30 hours, the same day in the evening, their troops conducting night foot patrols around Hosania School at Sabungari were fired upon by four gunmen. Troops returned fire sp spontaneously and neutralized three of the assailants. And it says the fourth suspect managed to escape and he remains at large as we speak. Troops retrieved one AK-47 rifle loaded with 16 rounds of 7.62 by 39 millimeter ammunition. And it says that the Ghana police team arrived at the location subsequently and conveyed the deceased assailants to the morgue and the AK-47 rifle with serial number uh, mentioned the serial number inspected by the Boku Divisional Police which they are keeping. There's an advice though. Uh, it says that in as much as the Ghana Armed Forces regrets the demise of the assailants, the escalating violence in the Boku general area is unfortunate and that the presence and attempt to detonate high explosives such as RPG bombs in the operational environments environment signposts or is signposts the changing dynamics of the threat profile and following these incidents and subsequent false allegations making the rounds the ghana armed forces finds it necessary to disclose details of the operations on thursday 18th of january with a view to debunking false information and the absence unsubstantiated notion that a particular group is being targeted uh, by the troops first smith with the details of the statement coming from the armed forces let's take you live to that area and speak with albert sorry who is our correspondent monitoring events for us albert what's the latest in boko the sunday Aisha, so the town and the town today, uh, compared to yesterday, around this time, 
uh, what we are observing is that there are fewer people on the streets. Um, a lot of shops are also closed. Um, but that could also be because today is a Sunday. Now, one of the things that we have observed also since uh, the last 24 hours is a significant increase in the number of security personnel, uh, which started uh, the night of the day before yesterday. And so these are the changes that we have seen. Uh, but you get the sense that people, you know, are, are tense. A lot of people are worried about the recent developments. Abe, sorry, with that update from Boko. Now, security experts with the Kofi Annan International Peacekeeping Training Center, Dr. Victor Doke, is meanwhile calling for a change in approach by the military in dealing with the Boko conflict. Now, the political will somehow is lacking. We need to ensure that there's a political will to invest the resources needed, involve the CSOs to come in. There are NGOs on the ground there. Most of the times you don't even hear about these NGOs, except when there is a meeting, bilateral consultation that they are invited. But when you go to the ground, you need these NGOs to also be part of you, to ensure your engagement with the community is there. We don't have the sustained engagement going in. Every time we start a process, then we lay back, thinking that when we send the soldiers there to separate the two sides from clashing, then that is it. But you still hear sporadic shootings. That tells you that the guns are still in the system. You need to approach it tactically. And you have the, the security expert on that. Professor of Finance at the University of Ghana, Godfred Bokwin, says the second tranche of the $600 million released by the IMF to Ghana will not have any positive impact on the ordinary Ghanaian as he accuses government of adopting a lazy approach towards raising revenue by imposing more taxes. He spoke on Newsfile. With that board approval, it also unlocks other funding from the World Bank. I think about $550 million. Mm. $250 million of that will go to support the setting up of the Financial Stability Fund. And then the $330 million or so, $300 million or so, will go to budgetary support. So that is good news in terms of uh, an, an important um, breakthrough for us. But is that sufficient? Is that enough? And the answer obviously is no. Is, is this manifesting in improved standards of living for the ordinary Ghanaian? Again, the answer is no. Can the ordinary Ghanaian identify with the flamboyant statement of the IMF, the mission chief, about how well the program is doing? The answer is no. The reason is that we are not yet done in terms of the corrective painful adjustment that is earmarked for Ghana under the program in order to restore macroeconomic stability. You have the Godfred Bokpin, he's a professor of finance. Leading telecommunications company MTN says contrary to expectations of government has revealed that by simply linking Ghana card and SIM card will not prevent fraud from happening. It was expected that tying each SIM card to a verified identity could thwart fraudulent activities, protect users and maintain the integrity of financial transactions. But general manager, regulatory risk and compliance, mobile Limited, Godwin Kwame Tamaklu believes that alone is not enough. The same registration, from my perspective, from my understanding, helps with the detection, investigation, and arrest. It doesn't prevent. 
Okay. As in, although we have done SIM registration and Godwin has gone to re-register his number and I know I have his fingerprint and all those with NCA and NIA, it does not prevent the froster who thinks that Godwin has X amount of money on his wallet and so I should initiate an attack against Godwin and see how successful I would be. So those, the, the, the typology as in the fraud schemes keep happening. However, Godwin Tamaklo believes more collaboration among mobile money platforms could help effectively combat cyber fraud. The issue of we coming together as service provider within the ecosystem to work together is also very important for us to be able to get there. So for instance, today we currently don't have any governance around should somebody defraud me on X service providers platform, can they send a request that the X will block that account, right? Mm. They defrauded me, for example, on MTN, and it was pushed to maybe Vodafone or AT or G Money, and then you request whether they can also block, mm. but it sits in their domain as to whether to decide to block or not. Mm. So in terms of governance, that will help us work together and not just, you know, working in silos to fight it is so much important. And uh, finally, a memorial service was held for famous Ghanaian watches, Elahadja Muru Muniratu, affectionately called Antimony on Sunday, uh, January 21, at the Cantonment Police Mosque. Speaking to join News, son of the deceased, Rashid Al-Hassan, shared the value Antimony upheld. Most was love and emphasized that her legacy will be continued. All right, that's how we wrap up the bulletin this afternoon. My name is Aisha Ibrahim. Do enjoy the rest of our programs. I love this station.